Hello, and welcome to the Employer Brand Shop Talk podcast, where we break down all things employer branding and recruitment marketing into actionable steps that you can put into play at your organization today. I'm your host, Natasha McAvora, Employer Brand Consultant at the Employer Brand Shop. We're a boutique agency helping companies to build and activate their employer brand to attract, retain, and engage qualified talent. And now, let's get started with today's show. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Employer Brand Shop Talk podcast. I'm your host, Natasha McAvora, and today I'm joined by Chanel McFarlane. Chanel is a certified career strategist and TEDx speaker. As the founder of Do Well, Dress Well, she creates content and learning experiences to help people launch, pivot, and accelerate their career. Known for her approachable and practical advice on personal branding and career strategy, her expert commentary has been featured in media outlets such as Fast Company, The Globe and Mail, Elle Canada, Flair Magazine, and more. She is also an on-air career expert with appearances on Breakfast Television, The Morning Show, and CHCH Morning Live. Passionate about the future of careers and education, Chanel is a marketing professor at Seneca College, as well as an advisor for several organizations, including Accelerate Her Future, Canadian Council for Youth Prosperity, and Humber College. Chanel is also an accomplished employer brand and recruiting professional. Previously, she led talent brand at Capital One Canada and is currently working on Coursera's talent engagement team. She's been recognized as PR in Canada's top 30 under 30, top 100 black women to watch in Canada, and top 25 women of influence it. So I'm thrilled to speak with Chanel today. So let's get right into today's conversation. Hi, Chanel. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for joining me today. Thanks so much for having me. I want to jump right into it. I'd love to hear about your career journey and how you made your way into the employer brand world. Yeah, I mean, definitely never imagined myself in this world, didn't even know that it existed. <laughs> um, but I guess to give a bit of background on my career journey, so I started off at, in communications and PR, uh, found out about communication, the communications field when I was in university, um, and very quickly wanted to just really establish myself as a PR person, probably wanted to be like the next Olivia Pope from Scandal. Oh I my gosh. <laughs> and so for me, I was like, yep, yeah, that's my goal, my life goal. Let me do whatever it takes to get there. I uh, did a number of PR <laughs> I went to PR school and honestly, that I was so confident that that was the field I was really going to focus on and build this long-term career in. And I really started to specialize as well um, in sort of the social and digital marketing space. So I got a lot of roles, whether it was in the TDSB, the Toronto District School Board, uh, doing social and some crisis communications there. So very much in line with my Olivia Pope dream. (laughs) And then um, I also worked for a real estate company that owned a number of different shopping centers. So managing all their social media um, and digital marketing efforts. Uh, but then in, in around 2016, I really got interested in the sort of blogging and career space, really wanted to create this forum to share what I was learning about, you know, building my own personal brand and just navigating my career and, you know, starting out. Uh, and I really enjoyed it. I loved the career space. I started to get into even coaching other folks on their career, working on resumes and really getting to like the recruiting side of things as well. Um, and then in, in 2018, I, I learned about Capital One. Um, I went to a conference where um, I saw the president speak and was just really intrigued around their approach, 
ended up seeing a role in employer branding. And I was like, oh, I've never heard of this thing called employer branding. But it seems really interesting because, you know, you do need to have some great marketing skills. You do need to have that career background. And so this would be such a great way for me to merge the things I was doing professionally as a marketer, but also what I was doing outside of work in the career space. And so, you know, long story short, applied to the role, landed that role. And that was really my first foray into the field and, you know, really loved it because I could touch on everything um, in the employer branding space, doing a bit of social and events and EVP work and all of that. Um, And then now um, I'm actually at Coursera where I do a mix of sourcing and employer branding. So I'm still very much in the space and just really enjoying it. That's fantastic. And that's so funny. I am a big gladiator too. I'm actually, (laughs) yeah, I love scandal. That was my favorite show. I'm actually, it's funny. I'm building up my wedding registry right now. And I'm like, Oh, "Oh, what wine glasses did Olivia (laughs) Pope (laughs) use? Honestly, I mean, they must have made some custom wine glasses uh, for her because I still have never seen a wine glass that big. It's actually, I found found them. They are the, I think they're called the Camille and they're sold at Crate and Barrel. Crate and Barrel should pay me for that. And then, well, then you need the popcorn bowl as well, because of course she always had wine, but then she had popcorn, a very nutritious dinner. Um, But I mean, essentials, right? (laughs) Exactly. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story. Um, Let's dive into today's topic, which is personal Mm. branding for recruiters. So can you tell us a little bit about what personal branding is? What are some of the different elements um, involved and why is this important for recruiters to build up? Mm-hmm, absolutely. I mean, for me, I, I see personal branding as this idea of crafting your public persona and intentionally crafting your public persona to achieve your career goals. Whether or not you decide to actively pursue building a personal brand, we all have one, right? It's all that that's that reputation that we have, you know, what they say when you're not in the room, what people say about you, you have a personal brand regardless. And so I always say it's better for you to take charge and build that personal brand so you can shape it in the way that you want to be known and actually achieve your career career goals in a way that aligns with who you are. Um, And I'm going to jump to, you know, why it's, why it's important for recruiters to build it up. I mean, I'm sure it's no surprise that we are in the craziest job market that I'm sure any of us have ever seen. And really it's the best way for us to connect with talent and tell that story. Because if you think of, you know, when you're reaching out to a candidate, let's say, you know, you're sending some a message to a candidate on LinkedIn, you're sending an email. I think there's really, there, there's two questions that are in their mind when they get that message. One, you know, why should they respond to you? Um, is the message worthy of them taking their time to respond? But also I think the big part of of it is, can I actually trust this person, right? Because let's say you get a message, a candidate gets a message from somebody that has no profile photo, their profile is really bare. That candidate probably has a lot of questions as to, you know, does this person, you know, actually work for the company? Why should I respond to them? Are they someone I can trust? Or if you compare it to a candidate getting a message from someone that has a photo, actively engaging on LinkedIn, has some content. So when they click over to that recruiter's profile, which I'm sure 99% of candidates do, they feel like, oh, okay, like this is someone I can actually have a conversation with and engage with. And if we think about, again, this market, you want to be able to have that personal connection with someone and you want to ensure that you're doing everything that you can um, to get a response from a candidate. So that's why I say it is just so important to be able to build that personal brand because it's really going to allow you to have more success um, as a recruiter. Mm, totally. I'm, I'm definitely that type of person too. you know, back when I was on the job market a few years ago, I was looking at like 
you know, when I looked at a recruiter's profile, if mm-hmm. I saw, for example, like they don't post content, they only have like a hundred connections. I'm like, is this person a real recruiter? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I think even like in today's market as well, like we're seeing, there's a lot of job scams that are happening. Even for myself, I, I mean, I get yes. a ton of emails and there was a few times where I got messages from someone. They said, oh, like I have this job and it's urgent. And it was a really weird message, but then I click over to their profile and then it was gone. And then there was another time where I clicked over to their profile and they maybe had like one connection. Their photo was definitely a stock photo, <laughs> not real at all. So, I mean, at least for me, like being in the space, I'm aware of that. And I know, okay, like I'm not going to respond to that person, but unfortunately there are also candidates that will engage and unfortunately will end up getting scammed. Uh, and so I think it's just, it's better for you as the recruiter to ensure that again, you're doing everything that you can to ensure that the candidate is not questioning um, whether they can trust you and whether you're actually a legitimate person. <laughs> yes. A hundred percent. So your personal brand is really linked to your credibility. Absolutely. Absolutely. So how do you get started with building a personal brand? What are some of the steps and activities involved with that? Yeah, for me, I, I kind of call it the, the AAA for personal branding. And so the first step really being that authenticity part. And that's really like, who do you want to be known as? What are your values? And that's that core sort of inner work that you need to do to think about, like, how do you want to be perceived? Also thinking about what people know you for right now and how you can really fill that gap between, okay, how do people know me right now? How do I want to be known in the future? What are the core values that I want to be associated with my brand? And once you have that figured out, I, that's your core foundation. And then you get into, okay, how do you actually communicate those values? How do you communicate that brand um, that you want to be known for? And that could be with, you know, your content. That's a big part of it, right? And I always say that everybody should have this core content pillar, which is that vehicle that they're using to share their expertise, share the things that they're interested in. So that could be simply maybe posting content on LinkedIn. Maybe it's you want to create a blog. Maybe it's you want to have a podcast. Maybe you want to be a public speaker and start speaking at different events. But what are you going to do? do to establish your authority. And then of course, as I touched on, it's about actually just having strong, credible profiles. It's having a actual headshot and not just having a blank um, profile photo. It's having updated information. What I've seen a lot is, you know, you have recruiters or even uh, sourcers that will reach out to candidates and they don't even have their profile updated for the company that they're working for. So imagine, you know, you're reaching out to a candidate saying, hey, I work for X company and you haven't even updated your own profile to say that you work at X (laughs) company. So little things like that, I think, are just so important from the branding perspective. And then, you know, getting into the action side of things, yes, you know, it's great to put out that content and to build that brand, but how are you actually driving, you know, your audience or your your key person that you want to outreach, which is, of course, you know, your candidate, how are you actually driving them to take action? Are they applying to roles? Are you seeing that? Um, Are you getting opportunities for your own personal brand, whether that's speaking opportunities, uh, maybe at an event or a podcast, or or people asking you to contribute to their blog? Um, So also measuring those actions so you can go back and see, well, are my actions actually leading to the results that I'm looking for. Right. So, okay. So if I'm looking to get started in establishing my personal brand, you kind of mentioned, you have to figure out a little bit of who you are first. Yeah. Um, what would you recommend people do to figure that out? 
Mm-hmm. I think it really comes down to values. I'm a big values person and thinking things, for example, you know, are you someone that really believes in, um, you know, compassion or kindness, some of those core values, but what would you say describes you? And I think one of the best thing exercises to do to really pinpoint that if you're struggling is even just reaching out to, to people, whether it's you know, family, friends, people in your network and just say, Hey, like, what are some things that come to mind when you think of me? Right. Cause I find that sometimes other people are really great at pointing out what your values and strengths are before you can even realize that yourself. (laughs) So that's also a really helpful exercise. And once you even have a few of those core values, then that can just help to ground you in terms of how you show up online, right? And ensuring that those values are apparent in every single thing um, that you do. And whether that's communicating with a candidate in terms of maybe it's your outreach. I had a candidate one time that said, oh, you know, I really appreciate your outreach message because you're one of the only people that have actually asked me like how my week is going. People usually just reach out and just, you know, throw this job description at me. And it just seems so impersonal but you actually just wanted to know how I was doing. And I really appreciate that. And number one, I was shocked because I'm like, wow, is that, you know, what we've come to where, you know, we can't have that personal approach with candidates. But for me, that aligned with my core value. I very much, you know, value, you know, kindness and honesty and just being able to build genuine relationships with the candidates that I speak with. And so that's how I would say your your values really translate in every single uh, touch point that you have with candidates or hiring managers or anybody else that you come across. Right. So your core values kind of then become your content pillars and that I love that. Okay. So now that, you know, you've built that personal brand, how do you activate it with your network? And maybe more importantly, how can you start leveraging this as a recruiter over time? Mm -hmm. I think the key thing in terms of, yeah, leveraging it over time is really starting to see recruiting as less transactional and more about building relationships. I think essentially that comes down to playing the long game, which I think is kind of difficult for you know us in the recruiting and employer branding space for us to really acknowledge because of course, again, we're in this crazy market. We all have you know wrecks to fill and we have these goals to hit. And so it can be hard to kind of think about playing the long game because essentially you just want to be able to meet, meet those goals and fill those roles. But I think you're going to have much more success if you take this long game approach and build those relationships. And that means that things may not happen quickly, right? But if you're taking the time to engage with candidates, let's say, you know, on social media, have relationships, you know, comment on their posts and just have conversations. Maybe it's more about opening yourself up to having exploratory conversations with candidates where, you know, sometimes you reach out to someone and they say, Hey, I'm really happy in my role right now, but I'm interested. I would love to just make the connection and being open to that because you never know where that could lead you. And I think if you take that kind of approach, then that will actually benefit you, you know, in that long run, because one, you, you'll see a lot more success in terms of, of getting candidates, because maybe, you know, that, that candidate may not be interested right now, but they may know someone. And because, you know, you were kind, you were able to have that genuine conversation with them, maybe they'll make some referrals for you and that will actually help you. But also, I think in terms of your own career as a recruiter, that will also help because you have all this great content that communicates your expertise. And so if you're looking to also land roles in the future, that can also help you to uncover some new job job opportunities and career opportunities for yourself as well. Right. So you, it's kind of like thinking about your personal brand as almost like a nurture strategy, right? Yeah. Okay. I love that. Okay. So a lot of folks in our space in the employer brand and recruitment marketing space are pretty content savvy, but for folks who are maybe just like HR or in recruitment, they might not be as comfortable promoting themselves or um, as they are with sharing information about their organization or maybe even sharing other people's stories. So what tips do you have for folks who may be reluctant to share about themselves personally with their networks? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I definitely see that all the time where, you know, you get those templated message from your organization and it's so easy to push, push them out. But if you think about that from the candidate's perspective and then they just go on your profile, all they're seeing are these robotic messages that you've just pushed out, you know, from your company, which, yeah, okay, great. They get to learn more about your organization, but it doesn't really give them a good sense in terms of who you are. And so I can say for anybody that's feeling reluctant to share more content about themselves personally, start with even, yes, sharing the content from your organization, but instead of just pressing send on that template sort of message or post that they've already written for you, why don't you add your own personal touch to it? Why does this message actually resonate with you? So that is great because, you know, you're not taking that time to create your own unique content, but you're just kind of adding your own personal touch, your own personal perspective on, you know, whether it's that article that you're sharing about the company or a new initiative that they're launching or whatever it is. So that's a great way to kind of first get started. But I think it's also important to just remember that people connect with people, right? They don't necessarily connect with the brand. It's the people behind those brands. And so if you take that time to think about your own personal perspective that you can add to the content that you're sharing, even if it is just about your company, that's more likely to resonate with your candidates. And then you can start to then branch out into other content, thinking about you know what you face in your day. I follow so many different great recruiters and people in the employer branding space that do such a great job of just sharing content from their own day-to-day, what they're seeing from candidates, the conversations that they're having, what they're learning. And so it's not about having to sit down and create this full, robust strategy and content calendar. Not everyone needs to do that. Just think about what you're facing in your day-to-day and how you can just share that in a genuine way. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'm sure you've seen this a few times that sometimes personal content can sometimes come off as inauthentic or sometimes even a little cheesy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. what are some tips for creating that content that is genuine and actually does resonate with your target audience? Yeah. You know, what I, what I always recommend is putting yourself in the shoes of your audience, right? And so let's say as a recruiter, your audience would be number one candidates, job seekers, um, but also I'm sure maybe even other recruiters or hiring managers or other folks in that space. And so I think right now, like in terms of what they're looking for and in their goals and the kind of content that resonates with them um, is the same on both sides. I think for, for job seekers and candidates, they're looking for tips to succeed in their job search, getting the perspective right from recruiters, Uh, But also just the idea of knowing that they're not alone, right? I think right now, again, this market is just so wild that, you know, from a a candidate's perspective, they just want to know that they're not alone in what they're facing. And then same from if you're a recruiter, you know, they want some tips as well on how to succeed in terms of recruiting in this market. But also they want to know that they're not alone in what they're experiencing in terms of maybe candidates ghosting them or just finding Mm. it so challenging to just source candidates and finding those great candidates. So I think, again, the, the goals and what they're looking for are the same on both ends. And once you know what they're looking for, that makes it easier to create genuine content. You can talk about, as as I mentioned, like what you're facing in your day-to-day. And I like to take the approach of sort of building your career in public. It's not about creating this fancy strategy and feeling like you have to be somebody you're not, but how can you just open up your world to uh, candidates and other recruiters and people in the space? So again, what are you learning? What are some of the great conversations that you've had recently or some challenges that you've faced? Just what's on your mind? What do you find interesting? And I think if you take that approach, it becomes a lot less daunting and it allows you to show up as yourself because, again, it's just sharing your day to day and just allowing people to get a peek into your world. 
Mm-hmm. I love that building your career in public. That's such a good, that's like a really sticky message takeaway for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so beyond digital and social platforms, you're also a believer in the power of events and partnerships. Mm-hmm. So can you share a little bit about why this is another great platform for both your personal brand and connecting with candidates? Absolutely. I think, you know, as recruiters, it's just so important for us to diversify our recruiting strategies or our sourcing strategies. And we know that candidates are not just spending all of their time on these platforms, you know, like LinkedIn or Twitter or any other social platform. They're also spending time at these events and these communities. And so for you to take that time to um, go into these communities and, and tell your story, that's a great way for you to not just uncover candidates, but also diverse candidates, ensuring that you are building diverse pipelines um, for your roles. And I love being able to uh, find these communities and different events to, to participate in because you can you know show up and tell your story, whether that's through a speaking opportunity so people can get to know you and you can share some great tips. But I love it also because it gives candidates a great way to a reason to connect with you, right? They no longer have to reach out cold. They can reach out and say, hey, I saw you speak at X event, you know, would love to connect. And then that just creates a, just a better relationship from there. So that's why I would say it's important to, yes, you know, show up on these social platforms, but also find the communities that candidates are spending their time in and tell your story. You can tell the story behind your organization. You can tell your own career story. And that allows for much more genuine conversations with candidates as well. Mm-hmm, I love that. It definitely it opens the door for more warm introductions. I love exactly, that. Exactly. Exactly. So as you mentioned, the past, I would say, I guess, two years have been a little bit unpredictable. <laughs> so it is a little tougher these days to know, you know, what channels are going to be a hit and which ones are going to be a miss. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've seen so many channels rise and fall <laughs> over the past two years. And whether it's online or offline, what are some of the up and coming channels that recruiters should consider building a platform on, or maybe even if there's some new trends or features on existing channels that they should maybe um, spend time investing in? Mm-hmm. Yeah, one platform that I've really had my eye on um, and I'm enjoying quite a bit actually is Polywork. I'm not sure if you've heard of that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a really great platform for um, for multi-passionate people. And, you know, I'm a big advocate for LinkedIn. I love LinkedIn as a platform, but I think they're one of their only downfalls is that sometimes it can be hard for someone that's a multi-hyphenate, multi-passionate, they do so many different things for them to really show up authentically. And so why I really like Polywork um, as a platform is because that's what they're all about. It's for multi-passionate people. You can showcase all the different things that you're doing in your career. And so I think it's such a great space for recruiters to really get on because you can see candidates that are just doing such interesting things, but also you can learn so much more about the candidate that when you reach out, you can actually have more genuine conversations with them because you can say, oh, I saw that you were, you know, you started this project, you're volunteering, you were on this podcast, you're doing all these cool things. And again, you know, talking about making these recruiting interactions less transactional, I think Polywork really allows for that. And so that's a platform I've really had my eye on and I've enjoyed building out my own platform or my own profile um, on Polywork. And then I think in addition to that, definitely TikTok. Um, I mean, we've seen recruiters and career coaches really take over on that platform, which I think is awesome um, mm-hmm. in terms of career content. Um, and so that can be a great space, um, even if it's you, know, you yourself showing up and creating videos and sharing content, but even just finding some great candidates for roles as well. Um, and then an existing platform, you know, Twitter, I'm still a big advocate for, I think is great to just, again, have genuine conversations. Also, I love being able to search by hashtag 
hashtags on Twitter, I think is great. So um, just, I think a few existing platforms and then some new up and coming platforms, I think it's really important for recruiters to just kind of keep their, um, keep tabs on you know, different platforms that are coming up because it's always about adapting our, our recruiting and our sourcing strategies so that we can find some great candidates for our roles. Mm-hmm. I love that you brought up Polywork because one thing I think too that um, is a challenge is I think a lot of people are looking to make industry changes or cr- like big career changes, for example. And like you said, LinkedIn, it's kind of hard to showcase all your different skills that are transferable part to end because people have so many great experiences that are difficult yeah. to communicate that I think being able to showcase yourself more holistically and how your current skill set actually transfers into multiple different career paths, I think is so important. And I think particularly important because I think that organizations really do need to expand the way they think about talent. Um, and, it, and it can't be that one track mind anymore. There's so many different ways that people can bring themselves to the table. So I, I love that advice. Absolutely. And I think even to add to that, what I think is great, especially when, you know, you, whether it's yourself as, as a recruiter and, and you, you're doing different things and you have that visible on your profile, but even for hiring managers as a candidate, if you know, you're going to a recruiter's profile or hiring manager's profile, and you can see that this person is, yes, they have their job at the company, but they're also involved in different things that also makes them feel good because they know that they're also feel get supported in that. So I think that's what candidates are looking for. They want to be able to um, be multi-passionate and be supported in that by their employer. Um, and so I think, again, if you show up and uh, as your personal brand and you're sharing all the different things that you're interested in and you're involved in, that also indicates to the candidate that this is a company where they could also have a meaning, build a meaningful personal brand and be supported in that work as well. Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, so before we wrap, I'm wondering if you can share any success stories with us. How has your personal brand helped you grow in your career or even in the employer brand and talent space? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a really great question. And I think I, I really do credit my personal brand to a lot of the success that I've had in my career. I mean, it really helped me to break into employer branding without a recruiting background. I think a lot of folks that are in this space, they have been a recruiter before, and I have a very untraditional path into employer branding, mm-hmm. You know, have the extensive experience as a marketer and a career strategist. And with that, what I was really able to leverage is having a deep understanding of and empathy for job seekers, especially students and folks in the tech space. So that's what I was really able to leverage and position myself to be able to get these roles. So definitely credit my personal brand there. But then I also say that it definitely saved my career. Um, You know, I was working um, in a role, employer branding, leading employer branding. And unfortunately, during the pandemic, my role was actually eliminated. Um, I was on mat leave at the time, unfortunately. And so although I had that initial feeling of, oh, my goodness, what am I going to do afterwards? How am I going to get back into the space? My personal brand allowed me to feel really confident that I'd be able to find something while I was on mat leave. I was still writing. I was sharing content on LinkedIn. I did some TV appearances. And so that really helped me when I was job searching and to be able to uncover some really awesome opportunities. So again, I am a big advocate for personal branding because I have seen such great personal success with it. But then also I've seen from me sharing my content and sharing my story, how it's helped other people. 
And I've had a um, a woman that reached out to me after I wrote an article on me making my initial pivot into employer branding and how I got into the space. Uh, she sent me an email and said, hey, like I came across your article. I, I really enjoyed it. Thank you for sharing. I've been thinking about making a pivot myself and I haven't been, sh- been sure how to navigate it. And you know, your article really encouraged me. And so you know, I ended up actually doing some coaching with her and just really supporting her with her pivot. And now actually she was able to pivot out of um, you know an extensive career as a SEO strategist and is now a DNI uh, program manager. And so for me, I definitely credit that as a success story because if I didn't share that story online, um, maybe she wouldn't have felt encouraged to do so. And uh, so I, I, I just always encourage people to share their story because you never know how that's going to help someone um, in their career as well. I love that. Yeah. So your personal brand isn't so personal. You can really help so many people by sharing your experience, your success, your failures, your authentic story. I I love that. Before we um, jump off, I was wondering if there's anything else that you'd like to add, any more nuggets of wisdom that you can share with our community? Yeah, I think the last thing that I, I would share there, maybe a last word of wisdom, is just that you know, your story is really bigger than you. And I know that personal branding can seem like this additional task to add on your plate, especially now as a recruiter. I mean, this again, just to say again, this market is just so wild and it's tough and we are working really hard. And so it may seem like, you know what, you just don't have time for personal branding right now. But your story is bigger than you. And even though it may seem like it's not a big deal for you to invest in personal branding and share content and share your story, you really never know how that can help someone. Um, And so I hope that's encouraging to you to just know that, yes, personal branding can really unlock some really great opportunities for yourself, but you can also help other people. Um, And so I hope that that's uh, encouraging as you maybe embark on your personal branding journey or maybe restart your your personal brand. Maybe you haven't created content in a while or maybe updated your profile in a while. And I just hope that it encourages you uh, to do so. Well, thank you so much for sharing that last piece of wisdom. That's a great takeaway for folks. And where can our audience find you online? Yeah, these days I'm uh, mostly on LinkedIn uh, and on Twitter. So you can connect with me there. Um, And then I also have uh, my blog at dowelldresswell.com as well as my personal site. You can just find me at chanelmcfarland.com. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Chanel. And I think our audience is going to walk away with lots of takeaways. And I I hope to see folks, you know, really um, take action and build up their personal brands. And I can't wait to see what our community does. So thank you so much again for joining me today. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. All right. Take good care. And that's a wrap on this episode. For even more insights and tips on employer branding and recruitment marketing, Follow us on social media at The Employer Brand Shop. We're on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can also subscribe to our newsletter by visiting theemployerbrandshop.com forward slash newsletter. And if you don't want to miss an episode of The Employer Brand Shop Talk podcast, make sure to hit subscribe on your favorite podcast player and give us a five-star rating. Thanks again, and I'll see you next week for another episode.